You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, smart down and it's called for another foul. Check, Jacko. Come on. Jacko. Jacko's having some fun here. And we are back with another episode of From the Rafters. Uh, Sam and I are here on a Friday with a special guest, Matt Esposito. How are you doing today, Matt? Um, you know what? I'm doing pretty well. I'm going to be honest with you guys. You can only see like my top half right now, but I'm wearing a grout fit. And uh, I, I think that really captures my mood. You know what I mean? Like all gray everything today. Um, I have like, <laughs> like loafers on too. Like I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I'm like 45 or 28 or – but I'm um, happy to be here and talk some hoops. I respect it. I wore one the other day. I came down in a, like, not this gray, but like a, a dark gray and dark gray sweatpants. But then I have these, like, Crocs that are, like, rainbow color. So my sister goes, okay. where's the color that you're wearing? Oh, and she looks at my feet and she just, like, makes fun of me before I leave the house. But I feel that. It's been one of those days with, you know, no Celtics basketball and nothing going on lately except for the Lakers routing the heat in the finals, which is deeply upsetting to me as a Celtics fan. I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest with you. Like, so uh, I've had like a weird spiritual journey about LeBron James throughout my life. Um, there's been points in my life where I hate him, and but he's also done awesome stuff. Like he started a school. Mm-hmm. I think that's incredible. Um, and then like I, I absolutely hate the Miami Heat. I just, I just didn't like I. I don't know. This finals has me feeling weird, and I think a lot of people feel weird about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how people are rooting. You know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, As Celtics fans, we're obligated to root against the Lakers, especially uh, the current title situation. Unfortunately, they're about to catch the Celtics, so um, I'm I'm pissed. Hopefully, Miami comes back. But I mean, they they kind of blew Game Four. I did, I don't watch yep. the finals usually if the Celtics aren't in it, but I did catch it at a restaurant, and they should have won that game, or at least been closer yeah. at the end. I mean, Sam has some pretty uh, hot feelings about LeBron. Do you hear that though, Sam? He started I a school. He he started a school, Sam. He he's done good things. You still hate him? Still despise him with every fiber of oh, your I still being? Don't like him. <laughs> That's I feel fair. like everything he does is like phony. Like I feel like he made the school just to look good. I'm so terrible. <laughs> but like psychopath. He's he has awesome, an agenda. That's an awesome he's writing flex, a narrative. Though. Like if it you is. can if you can shape your leg like your legacy and your career narrative by starting a school, like who's gonna top that? Like what? Do you, what can you do that's better than that? I don't know what you can do. Yeah, that's I mean, fair. another person that started a school, Ennis Cantor, um, mm. segue of this century, right there. Beautiful, mm. love it. <laughs> Keep going, Matt. You wanted to talk about his contract, so we'll let you go with that. I did. So I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, the the plan for everyone listening for this podcast is we're going to talk about like which Celtics play. We're going to mm-hmm. go through the roster, see like who's safe or you know who might leave and all that good yep. stuff, but. I wanted to start with Ennis Cantor because this might be wishful thinking of me, hoping that he opts out. And, like, you guys ever do this where maybe you're in your car or your shower and you just think of, like, a beautiful argument and you just practice right then and there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually it's after the fact, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's it's typically after, like – like a fight with my girlfriend, I'll be like, "Yeah, I could have roasted her." And I'm like, "God, damn, like, like what? <laughs> like this is just like this is like 12 minutes too late." Um, and I hope she doesn't listen to this. But um, 
Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to, I've been doing this. I've been practicing about like my Ennis Cantor opt out um, argument. Okay. And this is why he might actually not opt into his contract. So first things first, he can opt into a five year or I'm sorry, a $5 million deal, right? Which is pretty good money for him at this stage of his career. Um, However, like next year, the Celtics are going to look to play Robert Williams a lot more, right? Like that's the game plan. And Daniel Tice is really good, right? So they're probably going to guarantee Tice's contract. Between him and Robert Williams, like, I don't know, let's say Tice gets 23 minutes a game and Robert Williams gets like around the same, which I think is pretty fair to say. Like, you know, if he gets like 20, 20. Yeah, right. So that's getting close to an entire game's worth of minutes. Um, I'm not sure like where Ennis Cancer thinks he's going to play next year. Right. Um, and, and like the, you know, I think Robert Williams is going to develop to the point where like playing Cancer isn't as matchup dependent anymore. They're just going to be like, okay, like, yeah, maybe Cantor would theoretically be a better matchup in this game, but like Robert Williams and Tice can take care of it. Right. Um, so that's my first point. Where does he get the minutes if those two play? Then I started thinking about, my guy, Vincent Poirier, it's a beautiful pronunciation right there. I've also been practicing that pronunciation in the shower. Um, so he's on a two-year deal, and he yeah. could be cut, right? I think he can be waived, but I'm pretty sure, like, if my memory serves me correctly, they always thought of him as a guy who wouldn't play much his first year, but they want him to play this year. And if you remember, like, the order of last year's signings, they signed Cantor, and then they brought in... <laughs> Uh, Vinny Sex Pants, right? Which is mm-hmm. also, there's no better core of like big man nicknames oh, in yeah. the NBA. Coded. Celtics right. just that. Um, so I think he's on a two year plan. And like, and he, I, I, personally, I just from the film that I've seen, the stuff that I've seen from him in Europe and, and the stuff they did this year, like, I think he can be that third big who plays during an injury or gives you spot minutes. So, like, if you combine the minutes that are going to be doled out to Tice, Williams, and Poirier, where does cancer play okay now and i know i'm like rambling here and i don't want to dominate your podcast no keep um, going keep going it's I fine it. with us okay cool i'll dominate okay so at some point danny ainge is gonna have a conversation with cancer and his agent and he's gonna say listen if you opt in you- and now a quick word from our sponsor um Next up, uh, I'll group these two together as well because um, I feel like it's a decent pairing because they both played pretty well. Uh, Romeo and Grant Williams, uh, both solid defensively. Romeo showed spurts. Grant Williams probably showed it more consistently, especially in the Raptors series. Um, yeah, Matt, what are your thoughts next season? I love Grant Williams. Um, I I think he's a testament to like fundamentals um, and you know he he is it's it's i know it's kind of like corny to talk about like setting screens but he's legitimately one of the best screen setters in the nba and like it's that's a skill like that like setting screens is a skill um so he's he's gonna get better i expect him to be a better shooter from three next year um i think his start to last season was so fluky shooting from three that like it really was yeah Yeah. what what was he like oh for like 25 yeah something ridiculous it was something crazy he's a better shooter than that Mm -hmm. right he is we saw and, it in the playoffs. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, yep. it finally – because he worked at it all year and it came around. Um, Romeo's the guy that I'm super high on. I think that – I think that Danny Ainge – we've seen him do this before where 
there are guys who are like Avery Bradley is a good example. So Avery Bradley was the top high school recruit in the country. And at Texas, he struggled a little bit. He was going through some injuries. And, and so he fell in the draft and Ainge took him just because he's like, wait a minute, like you're telling me, you know, 365 days ago, this guy was the best player in the country. Like, I think he looked at something similar with Langford, who was a top five recruit by a lot of, uh, or a lot of recruiting services said mm-hmm. that he's the one who has potential. Again, he's another player who's a better shooter than what he's shown. And I, I just think his skill set is so in vogue with where the league is heading. Um, he's, he's someone who can like create his own shot and get to the rim. And I don't know what his role is going to be, um, but he's going to have one. And I think he's going to be better than what, than what people think, especially if he can get healthy. And defensively, he was really, really good this year for a rookie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think Ainge came out and said, right, it was Ainge who said uh, Romeo is poised for a big role next year to some capacity. Like you said, it's questionable what it'll be with all the wings and talent on the Celtics. But um his defense was super impressive and he got playing time because of it. And I think he would have gotten more playing time if he didn't come in play 84 seconds and then get hurt again, which was <laughs> super unfortunate, but uh, I really like Romeo. I really, really love Grant. Funny story. Um, uh, I don't know if you play 2k Matt, but I was playing NBA 2k 20 last year and I downloaded a draft class in and Grant Williams was there and I picked him and he made like three all NBA teams. Like he was ridiculous, like just overpowered. Mm-hmm. It was completely unrealistic, obviously, because it was like he made it in his second season or something ridiculous. But ever, but since then I was well, like, the yo, second season has not happened yet, Jack. You never know. Yeah. You, you, you truly do never know. But I, then I, I watched Williams, him third team, all NBA. Oh yeah, yeah. I watched him in the tournament and everything. And I was just like on this big Grant Williams hype. And so when the Celtics took him, I was like, oh, let's go. Like yeah. I was so hyped. And my, I was there with my brother and he was like, why, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why are you being a, it's Grant Williams, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, no, but I was hyped. Did you guys know that, like, he's, he's, like, legendary strong? Yeah. Like, he, and I didn't know this. I, I, like, stumbled upon an article where apparently he went to, like, it wasn't the official NBA combine, but, like, different services hold different combines. So he went to one of them, and they put him on, like, their strength test. And they're like, yeah, this guy is the strongest player we've ever had. <laughs> like, it was bizarre. Like. They were like, yeah, like we've had Marcus Smart here, we've had Draymond, and this guy just like blew right past them for strength. Like it's just, it's just very weird. Like because when you look at him, you're like, yeah, that's a solid guy, but like he's he's kind of like he reminds me of like a linebacker. Like you look at those guys and you're like, why are you 270 pounds but like shredded? Like he has like that kind of strength. Yeah. It's it's so weird, but it's it's a cool little fact about him. I like. No, yeah, he's he's a beast. I love Grant Williams. I think he's, he'll be solid, especially if he can shoot consistently like he did in the playoffs throughout the whole season. Mm-hmm. He'll be Grant. Great. Grant is like the new version of big baby. Like he's like, <laughs> he's like that guy is a rookie. He was contributing his rookie year. Like, I don't know. It's same, same build. I mean, he's not like chubby or anything, but you know, same <laughs> size kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, right. he could definitely contribute and he was solid in the playoffs when he was actually in there. And he, was getting the clutch minutes, even though he, for some reason, didn't play the rest of the game. But then you just come out in like the last six minutes, and they were like, "All right, Grant, go ahead and finish the game." He'll <laughs> be better next year for sure. And, yeah. and me, like personally, I think I think all the Celtics improvements are on the team. Like, yeah, they need to kind of do some stuff this off season, but for the most part, like if Grant and Romeo and Poye, if those guys take like a little step forward, that's gonna make the difference. Yeah. You know, that's what I believe, but. We'll see. Yeah, no, I agree. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but all three of us have Grant and Romeo on the team next year, staying in Boston. Yep. 
So happy with that. Uh, moving on to a more questionable one. I, I'm 50-50, if, if that, on these guys. You got Waters and Carson Edwards. Mm. My personal thought, don't think there's necessarily room for both of them on the team. Two sub-six-foot guards is not not great to have on a roster, especially when neither of them are playing necessarily a lot. Uh, Sam and I are big on Tremont Waters, not as big on Carson Edwards, but he's also on a four-year contract while Waters was on a two-way. So um, what are your thoughts on that little agreement, or not agreement, <laughs> argument? I just think that, like, I don't have many criticisms of Danny Ainge, but this was one of the ones that I had, so... I, I'd lo- if you draft a guy like um, Carson Edwards, you need to play him. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, you have to play him every game because we've seen this with guys that are really similar to him before. So like um, when you look at what he did in college, he was a totally high usage guy, um, dropped a ton of points, undersized guard, um, not his thighs, but every like, everything else is undersized. <laughs> like, Diesel. We thighs. have guys like his thighs are just like it's yeah. it's they're remarkable. Um, We've seen guys like Trey Burke, same exact way, right? We've seen guys like Shabazz Napier, same thing when he was in college, right? These undersized guards who light it up in college because they're so ridiculously skilled, but they struggle when they get to the NBA because they're not asked to be that in, in that same role that they had in college. So unfortunately, like if for me, like I, if Carson Edwards wants to revive his career, which he kind of already needs to do, he needs to be on a team where he can go out and fail, right? Where he can learn through failure, which means playing 25 minutes a night. Um, I, you know, I don't think that's the Celtics. Like, it's such a mindset change. So, and, and I, I personally, like, I think the Celtics need what he can do. They need a guy who can come in and score, but he's just not adjusted to his role yet in the NBA. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if Ainge found a way to trade him for, like, future second rounders or something or you know or or just i don't know if they can waive them all together i think they can but i don't know if they, they would do that with like the the salary but with in regards to Tremont, like this guy will will for sure be resigned yeah like his his passing is unbelievable like it watching him pass is like um he does some passes like i haven't seen before like you ever watch someone in a dunk contest and you're like oh i've seen every dunk ever yeah, and yeah. Do a dunk you haven't seen yeah <laughs> Like, how does someone imagine that? Like, yes. he throws yes. passes that I haven't ever thought anyone could throw. And like, you and you like, you rewind like the YouTube G League clip, and you're like, <laughs> did he just like, like he was looking at the ground and like threw it off his like shin? Like, I don't know, it's bizarre. So he is a skill set, um, and I think they're gonna opt to go with him because of what he brings over Carson Edwards. Mm-hmm. And I would say Edwards has a better chance of not being on the team next year than he does of being on the team. And honestly, that's probably good for his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, like I said, Sam and I both love Tremont. And a big part of that is because defense, like he won defensive awards mm-hmm. in college. He can pass, like you said. Um, something I thought of for Edwards, I actually wrote about this the other day. Uh, you package Edwards, <clears throat> like the 30th overall pick, like Milwaukee's or the Boston Celtics pick, doesn't matter at that point, something uh, late first round. And a second uh, give him to the Pistons. Obviously, plenty of opportunities on the Pistons. Um, you yep. get back Zvima Kailu and Bruce Brown. Bring back a Boston guy that gives you defense and shooting. And then Zvima Kailu shoots lights out from three, which Celtics obviously need. And both that. are younger, not like super young, both like 24, 23, 25, around that age. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. That's a trade I threw around that I thought would be good for both sides. 
There's there's a couple other like Pistons guys that I like. So like mm-hmm. I I wanted so badly last year for Danny Ainge to trade for Luke Kennard. Like mm-hmm. I just he, perfect fit for the Celtics. Yeah. Can play on ball, can play off ball, um, awesome shooter, right? Obviously needs to get healthy, but like perfect fit for them. I think you can package Edwards and like you can overpay for one year of Luke Kennard if you don't think you're gonna resign him in a restricted free agency. Like the Celtics have the assets to do that. Um Another guy like who we should be watching is I don't know if you guys know Kyrie Thomas. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. dude, oh, I I loved this kid in college, right? It, like defensive player of the year, um, can hit threes, like pretty good vision. Six, I think he's like six three, but has this like six ten wingspan. Like he's Jeez. a guy who I think it's remarkable. Like I have a minus wingspan, I'm pretty sure. It's, <laughs> like, it <laughs> blows my mind. Like. Um, but yeah, there he's a piece who I wouldn't be surprised if other teams are still a little higher on him just because of what he showed in college. Um, and I think the Celtics, if they can take advantage of that, need to. Where do you go to school again? I'm, I'm forgetting. Creighton. Creighton. Yeah, I knew it was something weird. No, I, he's. Oh, I've definitely seen him play before because you know my friend would uh, we would go to the Friars game. So I've definitely mm-hmm. that's how I know his name. Yeah. Friars games, ton of fun. Yeah. Dunkin' Donuts Center, dude. I uh, I went to school at Roger Williams University. Um, oh, did you? It's a nice dude, campus. Love it there. It's an unbelievable place. It's like heaven for a college. But I, so I, I would go to see the um, UConn play against Providence there, and like it was always a blast. So I like yeah. Providence, man. Providence is okay. I'm a Providence yeah. fan. Providence, cool. Yeah, there's, for sure. there's no good Providence segue. By the way, like no. back to talking about this. No, 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 none of that. But um, I mean, no. I can, I can Rick bring it Tino. to Chris Don. <laughs> right. Bring it to Chris, Chris Dunn, Dunn. Go to the Bulls, yeah. Eastern Conference. Celtics are in the Ryan Eastern Conference. I, got, I don't know, man. Um, anyways, Carson Edwards. Uh, <laughs> if you're talking about Carson Edwards, yeah. Toronto Waters, uh, I would tend to agree. I think Edwards finds a way to not be on the team, not because I don't like Edwards, but because he needs, like you said, the opportunity to play elsewhere. Like the a New York or a Pistons, just, just a bad mm. franchise. Go somewhere to get mm. time. Um, and Toronto Waters, hopefully, Danny Inge brings him back. Uh, he, won awards in the G League, great defender, great passing. Would you guys agree with that, or do you have a different point of view? Totally agree. No, I agree. I think Tremont has more to contribute. Uh, unfortunately for Carson Edwards, like you said, he needs like more opportunities, more time to fail. Tremont is more of like a – I mean, well, just take, for example, every time he was like in a game this year, like things went well. Mm-hmm. He was able to like create opportunities for the other guys. Like he would get inside easy and then make those crazy passes and like – that's kind of what they need. Like I've been saying that I really want the Celtics to bring in Rondo on the in the offseason if should he opt out and like to f- be that guy off the bench to distribute the ball. I mean Rondo on this team you'd have so many people to distribute to Tatum Brown, uh Kemba if he's playing off ball. Like things like that. It's just so easy for him to get the ball around. Like Tremont has that ability too. He's just maybe not ready yet. That would also be a great person for him to learn from. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, for sure. Sure. Yeah, per- perfect kind of like role model, both in skill set and like attitude. I think that that you would like. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the concept of their play style is very similar to defense and passing, which is great. Um, uh, it's just a matter of I think something that impressed me was how much they trusted Waters to bring up the ball. Like even if it wasn't the scrimmage games, mostly. I was a little pissed off he didn't play more in the regular season games. Although I understand, I guess uh, he was trusted to bring the ball up the court. There were some turnovers, obviously, that will happen mm. as a rookie, but uh, I think he showed real promise. So I was excited to see that. 
uh, the last two, three, last three players uh, that we haven't gone over, I think are the most on the bubble. Um, Brad Wanamaker, Javante Green, Semi Ojale. Um, very question marks on the team next year. So uh, I'll get your thoughts on those, Matt, because uh, I feel like I have a slightly different point of view than some people. So let's see what you have to say. Okay. So I think uh, I think Ojale is gone. Um, I think that he was kind of like kind of like a like a like a trick card that Brad Stevens could play when he needed to play him. But I just think that there's less use for him now. And like he was a guy who every time he shot the ball. Um, it it didn't look right, but he never changed his form, uh, and it always bugged me. Like just shoot like you know everyone else because it's you know it tends to work right when you kind of go by like hey this is how you shoot a basketball shoot but, like everyone else. <laughs> like, like, I don't know how else to say. It was like he looked at how the league was shooting and was like I'm gonna be different. Like no people shoot this way for a reason. Um. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if his NBA career is done. I wouldn't be surprised if a team picked him up to put him on the end of his end of the roster. Um, so I think he's gone. Javante Green is really interesting. Um, the reports are that like he's Tatum's best friend, and I think I think general managers actually like consider that stuff with their star players more than what we think. Um, Javante Javante Green is a top tier athlete, and he's someone who's like. Again, like he's one of those guys who's a three-point shot away from just being like a guy who can, you can play twelve to fifteen minutes every yeah, he, game. He definitely has potential to make an impact, right? Because oh, like sure. you said his athleticism. Like I remember, like we were, we all didn't even know who he was. He came on the mm-hmm. preseason, scored twenty points on dunks, and they were like crazy dunks. Awesome. And like if you're that athletic, you can absolutely play defense. Like he's definitely got a chance to like make an impact this season if you know he becomes a better shooter. And if he's hanging out with Tatum, he definitely has a chance to do that. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, it, it wouldn't surprise me either way, friend. Like, if he wasn't on the team, I wouldn't be surprised if he was, you know, then I would think the Celtics are probably a little higher on him than, than most people are. Um, I think Wanamaker is gone. So what's, what's funny is, like, he won me over at certain points in the season. Um, and then in the playoffs, it was like he had someone just – perpetually like whispering in his ear like hey man like you need to play for your contract because i thought he played really well um i just i don't know i i think the celtics are going to go a different route i think that they probably might believe that waters can come in and just like replace a lot of the things that brad wanamaker does and maybe even do them better um but i'd love to hear your guys thoughts because I, i i go back and forth on this a lot my um my thoughts, I think Shemi's gone as well. I, I was huge on Shemi going into the bubble. You can ask mm. Sam. I really, really loved Shemi Ojale. And I said, if he can make his shots, he'll be on this team next year because his defense is good. He did not make his shots. He, he won't be on the team next year. But uh, it is what it is with him. Um, I think he could be like an Abdel Nader like we saw, like go to the end of the bench mm. in OKC. Like Nader plays decent minutes in OKC and it goes well. So he could end up uh, in a situation like that. Javante Green, I didn't know he was good friends with Tatum. It makes sense, but I personally don't think he'll be on the team. I think there's too much uh, draft capital that the Celtics have. I think there's too much room for trades. I think there's mm-hmm. just too, too much roster fluctuation, especially with Taco and Tremont both on two ways, and I don't know if they'll still want them on two ways to like have him fill up a roster spot, especially because if he doesn't develop this three that we're all hoping he does, then like 
great. Like the dunks are awesome, but I don't know. I think as for Brad Wanamaker, barring the signing of an extra guard, like I've always said, I'd like Austin Rivers on this team or something like that. Mm-hmm. I do think he'll be back. I think that that consistent shooting, which he did bring in the playoffs, is just something the Celtics cannot afford to lose at this point. Um, when you're shooting two for 14 in the fourth quarter of elimination game, you can't really give up a guy shooting the best free throw percentage in NBA history. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like, because as, as tough it is to watch him, you know, throw the ball away and transition a few times a game. Miss Pat, miss yeah. people. He, obvious passes you, in transition. Yeah. You can't say that that dude doesn't hit his shots because he hits his shots. And when he's one of those guys, when he shoots the ball, like up oh, three points, put it on the board, which is so nice. So refreshing on a team that shot the way they did in the playoffs. So I think that unless they trade for a guard or Tremont waters, like you said, Matt steps up and is able to do that, which I would love. I love Tremont waters. Brad Wanamaker ends up uh, like on another one year contract or something like that, just to br- bridge the gap a little. Uh, what, what do you what do you think, Sam? I, I tend to agree with you on that. I think we're, unless they do sign somebody, like I'm begging them to get Rondo if he's a free agent. Like he's gonna have one more year until Tremont's ready to step up. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, I, I would love him to be ready, but I don't know if that's gonna happen. Yeah. So you've. Definitely got that as like an option. I mean, I don't really know how many great backup guards there are out there this offseason. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I'm going to throw a name at you that, um, like, I don't know why I'm so confident that this is going to happen. And, again, this is me just, like, being, a, like, a UConn Husky fan and wanting to see this happen. Uh-huh. So Shabazz Napier has been, a, like, a journeyman in the NBA. But when you watch him play, like, he's fully capable of being a backup point guard. Is he on a team um, right now? He's a free agent. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, he was so he was on the uh, he was on the Wizards. Um, yes, you're right. But he, he'll be a free agent this offseason. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who like you don't want as a starter, but he is fully, fully, fully capable of like playing 18 to 20 minutes a game and doing really well, like doing all the little things, distributing the ball, um, hitting open shots. Like he is a guy who pushes the needle for the Celtics, and he will be available. With um, what do they have the the ta- the mid-level exception. exception? Mid-level exception. Well, well, mid-level okay, exception. Yeah. So yeah, he'll be available for that. And like, if you're Shabazz Napier, who is from Dorchester, um, and who went to school with Kevin Walker, it just it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it it just that's the one that like um, if I like if I had to lock in one thing, like if we were doing if if we were doing like you know. First take or what's what's the other one that that Skip Bayless does? What's First that things, show? no, that's not. Uh, what, what the hell is that called? Undisputed. That's what they call undisputed. it. Yeah, if this was undisputed, and they were like lock in one thing, the Celtics are going to do next year. I'd be like, yeah, Shabazz Napier is going to be on the team. Just <laughs> pencil it in. Like, I, like you know what, Jack, go ahead and get like a custom made Napier jersey. Just do it already. It's all right, happen. all right. I will, I will. I'll have to <laughs> guess the number. Do you have a number? What number is you wear? It'll be thirteen. It would be thirteen. Yeah, right. it's open right now. Does, yeah. Did he wear a thirteen in college, or I think something? He did. I think he did. Yeah. I don't know. All right, I'll order. I'll order that right now. Uh, I'm being yeah. serious. I will genuinely order that jersey after this. Lock so. it. All right. Sounds good. What color? Black, <laughs> black, white, or green jersey? Uh, that's gonna look nice in the white. I think. All right, I'll get a white thirteen yeah. navy jersey. Sounds good. Uh, I'll I'll let you know when it comes in, and I'll send you when I order it. I, I'm being a hundred percent serious. I'll order a navy jersey. 
I am putting uh, – I'll, I'll put my, like, Woj alerts on. So, like, when he does all the free agent signings, I can just know right away. All right. Um, yeah, pencil in, fellas. Napier to the Southlakes. It, it's going to move the needle just enough. I'm hyped. I'm hyped for it. I'm ready. Um, so I, I did not know he was local, and that, like, makes me really want him now. Yeah, I, I, didn't I really think – I think, like, that's the thing that could push the team, like, to be better is if you had, like, a couple local guys on there just because mm-hmm. – I mean, Brown. I don't know if it's actually true, but, like, you have a little bit of extra, like, motivation to be better. Just because, like, you're from here, you have family that are rooting for the team, or, like, you just – you're a fan yourself. and Like, mm-hmm. you want that to be, like, etched in Celtic lore. So, like, I oh, feel yeah. like that's really interesting. Yeah. This is uh, – a like, I <laughs> – I didn't – I think my hottest take this offseason would be about Shabazz Napier. Like, my one, like, lock it in take. But uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's what I got for the Celtics, man. I like I'm it. I'm by it. I like it. I've been pushing Austin Rivers. He has a player option, but you never know mm. with that Houston team. But I've been really pushing him. You can ask Sam. I brought him up He's probably good. in the last, like, ten podcasts. I brought up the name Austin Rivers. but And I've brought up Rondo. Player yeah, option yeah. for him, too. Napier, <laughs> Rondo, and Rivers. It's going to be one of them. Because he's a veteran. He can teach them. Like, yeah. oh, that'd be so perfect. But I don't know if he's going to opt out, especially if they win. Yeah, I like them both. I really yeah. do. Um, Rivers is a guy who, like, is – he's another one who's been really underrated in the NBA. He's he's a, he's a legit baller, and he's he's a smart player now. He's a smart player, in my opinion. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's a toss-up. It's – who knows? Danny Ainge does some wild shit, so <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. But <laughs> – it's a good way of putting it. Uh, man. Uh, Sam, you want a t-shirt. Yeah, Danny Ainge does Honestly. some wild shit. <laughs> yeah, get that on like a neck tattoo. I How about that? that? Right. <laughs> Danny Ainge. Uh, Sam, do you want to ask your um your questions? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So Matt, every t- usually every time we have a first-time guest, I ask them a couple things like yep. uh, about them, Celtics fandom, stuff like that. So uh, to start off, what is your favorite piece of Celtics memorabilia you have? It could be a jersey, autograph, uh, like one of the game posters, literally anything that you have. And what's the story behind it? I have, um, I have a. I'm looking at it right now. Maybe I can like turn my computer around. So like, I have a Kevin Garnett um, poster that oh. I just. I don't know, like, it's, it's corny, like, I'm a, I'm a grown adult man that, who has a basketball poster in his room, like, that's, <laughs> like, you're not supposed to admit that, I guess, um, so, but I'm gonna go with, like, I'm gonna take this a step further, all right, do you guys watch Cheers at all? Have you seen the show? No, I don't think oh, so. I have not. Okay, that's okay, that's okay, like, I'm a little heartbroken, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I've, so, I've heard of it. I okay, do know good. what it is, and I do know yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what it is. Yeah, so... I actually I spent my freshman year at Suffolk, which is like not far from Cheers, like the actual bar. But for some reason, I started watching it on Netflix, and like I'm gonna grab it real quick. Give me, give me, give me one second. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I'm excited. This will be fun. All right, if you watch, I just hit myself on Facebook. If you watch Cheers, they have like this one sign in their bar, and it's like a famous like Boston like I don't know if I can show with my like the glare. Yeah, you I can see. Um, and like. In the show, Cheers, they're always talking about the Celtics. Kevin McHale went on the show for a little bit, like, and this sign is, like, always in the show. So my mom surprised me with this for my birthday. I feel like I'm doing, like, a third-grade show-and-tell right now. I don't know how to <laughs> segue into that, but, um, yeah, so that's, like, that's my favorite Celtic stuff. Um, I have a deep cut. I had a full <laughs> before. So the Celtics are my favorite team, but 
uh, my favorite player growing up was KG. Like, I loved him when he was on the Wolves. So, mm-hmm. like, I had, like, a little, like, set, like, you know, kid size medium, like, KG black jersey with, like, the trees yeah, on it. Yeah. And I had, like, shorts. So, you can imagine when I found out he got traded to the Celtics. So, yeah, that's all my Boston Celtics gear. Um, that's that's what I'm most proud of. It's funny you mentioned KG being your favorite player. I don't know if you saw I tweeted out. I can send it to you. Um, mm-hmm. Like, NBA – dot com is doing this thing because he got into the hall of fame like they they have like a like a really cool custom jersey it has like the timberwolves like the tree trim on like the jerseys but it's a celtics jersey it has the timberwolves logo above the name and number on the back it's pretty cool i'll definitely send it to you um it might be something you're interested in yeah yeah um i'm gonna buy in it i'm gonna sleep in it i'm gonna (laughs) bathe in it all that stuff that sounds awesome. Yeah. I love it. So the next question is, um, do you have a favorite memory of Celtics games, like just any game you've watched, like any moment? Mm-hmm. A lot of people say the Marcus Smart double charge, um, things awesome. things along that. I would say my favorite Celtics memory, it might be when Olenek went crazy against the Wizards in Game 7. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah, I – I think we had one other person say that, but that's it. Yeah, that was a crazy thing. It's fucking insane. That was good. There was a night when I think Isaiah Thomas dropped like 51. Yeah. That was yeah. unbelievable. And then it was a loss. But so I was in Chicago at a Cubs game. This was a weird this was one of the weirdest like five minutes of my life. Okay. So I'm in I'm in Chicago for a Cubs game. I'm at Wrigley Field. And all of a sudden, like one of my friends goes to me, like we're we're trying to buy like um, we're trying to buy beers, uh, and one of my friends goes to me, he goes, dude, you know why why is A Rod here? I thought he retired because he's like not a baseball fan. I was like, what do you mean why is A Rod here? And like we put it together that like because he just saw him walk past, so we put it together that it was like Sunday night baseball, and he was doing like the the show from the game, and we're buying beers, and I'm watching the Celtics game seven against the Cavs when Tatum was a rookie. And oh my god! So you like, like in front of a TV for that. So <laughs> we, <laughs> I ended up spending a lot of time at that one like concession stand. Um, I probably missed like five innings of the game. Like yeah. it, it just, I, I was like, no, like I'm, and I just sat there and like drank beers and watched. So like, a Rod walks past. Like my like my dumbass friend is like, why is A Rod here? And then like <laughs> like five, <laughs> and then like five minutes later, Tatum dunks on LeBron and then like like chest bumps him. I was like, I was like, what is it? What's happening right now? Like like <laughs> yeah. what's going on with my life? But um, even though they lost, that was I love that moment. That was a really good moment. Yeah. Wow. See, I don't like that moment because it brings me pain to think about what what happens after. Uh, like yeah. that's the same. Like yeah. I always every year, like the anniversary of it, they're like, "Oh, like this is the day Tatum dunked on LeBron." Everyone shares, and I'm like, "Oh, like stop sharing it." Like, but like it was a great moment. Yes. It been, like when that happened, I remember saying to my dad, "I'm like, that's it. They're gonna win. Like that's gonna be like oh, yeah. the story. That's gonna be." Like, oh, that was the moment that they ended LeBron's reign or whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so perfect. And they came down and hit a three right after that, and they called timeout. Like, I was like, oh, my goodness, like, it's happening. And, like, it didn't happen. One one last moment I would throw in is uh, I think Rondo had, like, 44 against the Heat in a playoff game and had this dunk on Chris Bosh that was, like, it was one of those things when, like, Rondo reminds you that he's, like, six, they got, like, a six nine wingspan from time to time. Um, <laughs> that was another moment, too. That was, that was a yeah. good moment, so – yeah, those are those are my top Steve's moments. But hopefully there are better ones to come, man. I, I think we got some good, some some bright days ahead as Celtics fans. Yeah, I do too. Definitely, like especially like having Tatum is like 
that is Tatum has to be the next guy. You know, you had yeah. Russell, Bird, Pierce. Those are the three. I mean, Havlicek too. Havlicek, people forget mm-hmm. him, but he was like he was a transition from Russell, and then he was in his mm-hmm. own right. But like, right. I feel like Tatum's the next guy, and oh yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Oh yeah, he's um he's the future. Like he yeah. is he is a future like first second team all nba guy like there will be a point in his career where he finishes top five in mvp voting like it's yeah. it's gonna happen it's just a matter of time so he was top 10 this then. year i think i think he was he yeah might have been. he was he was yeah. 10 i think he was 10 Why? yeah it's crazy yeah good for him so the next question is always um do you have a favorite game you've been at it's kind of similar to the last question mm-hmm. but like being there, there is always different and i i'll have a story to tell you afterwards because i have a oh man uh yeah, I I do. Um, okay, so I, there are some games that <laughs> the memory gets a little <laughs> hazy. Yeah. Uh, um, there was one that. So oddly enough, this is a game where the Celtics lost. It was just it was a regular regular season game, right? Like pretty normal. But uh, one of my buddies was kind of like you know go, going through a tough time, so. Um, we just graduated college and me and my friends were like, Hey man, like we're going to go to a Celtics game. And we, we bought his ticket for him and he's a huge Bulls fan. We went and like the Celtics were just, it was one of those games where they're dominating for like three and a half quarters. And then all of a sudden, like the Bulls came back from 18 down. And like my, oh. my friend was the one guy, uh, at TD Garden who was like going nuts as a Bulls fan. And like he wore this stupid Bulls Jersey. Like it was like a Taj Gibson Jersey. I'm like, Ew. um, <laughs> like you're not even gonna wear like a Jimmy Butler, or, like, <laughs> um, and like it, the Celtics lost, but like we had such a good time that like it's for me it's like really emblematic of just sports like being with pals, like mm-hmm. being. That's awesome. Um, yeah. There are a couple other like Celtic. So like I went to Suffolk, and one of the like local bars or whatever that um, everyone went to was this place called the the place, um, and so. My the girl I was dating was on the Suffolk like women's basketball team. It's like I don't know when you show up with like eight girls to a bar, you tend to get in, and like we yeah. would see like you know, the, <laughs> like you know the Utah Jazz were in town one night, so like we saw Darren Williams like hanging out of the bar or whatever, and really, um, and like different. So Suffolk's gym, their court is like underground, so a lot of NBA teams when they fly in, um, practice there because so, it's like secluded, so. The girl I was dating at the time would be like, hey, like, Kobe just walked past. Like, Trevor Ariza just walked past That's the locker crazy. room. And I'm like, so I, there's there's a lot of cool, like, Boston basketball moments that I've been, like, like tangentially uh, attached to. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I love that city. That's so incredible. Like, uh, yeah, because, like, you were lucky enough to go to that school. And then they that right. makes a lot of sense that they use that practice gym. It's like when Isaiah showed up and just played with those random kids. But, like. <laughs> He was looking for a serious run, and then like he showed up, and like it was like just like a bunch of kids that are playing intramurals. Unbelievable! I would love to be there. Damn. Yeah. And then uh, Jack, you got this one. This is your uh, yes. big time question. Uh, yes. which we already kind of did, but we can do it on air. Yeah. Do you have a favorite Celtics jersey or jersey in general? Yeah. So we were talking about jerseys before, um, and I was telling these guys that like I, I try to collect UConn players that have been in the NBA, so like. You know, I got, I got a, I'm telling you, I have like a Charlie Villanueva waiver jersey. It looks pretty stupid right now. <laughs> I need to get my hands on a Rudy Gay jersey. Um, I, I need to get my, they're so, like, when you think about these names, it's like, why would anyone, ha- why would they sell these? Like, like Jeremy Lamb. 
Like, who's going to get yeah. a glam jersey? Yeah. Um, Drummond would be cool, but, like, also yes. not really. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I think he's a good player, but I'm not excited to rock an Andre Drummond jersey. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I've, I have a Kemba Walker jersey, and it's, it's cool because, like, I'm a huge UConn fan to see – you know, one of my favorite players of all time played for the Celtics. Like my favorite pro team is, 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 you know, it's just awesome. It's, there's no other way to, play, to say it. It's just an incredible feeling to watch that. So mm-hmm. I got some good jerseys, but I'm more impressed by all of your jerseys, to Thank be honest. You. I think they're, they're, oh, thanks. they're awesome. Um, is, is there any reasoning behind your UConn fandom or just because, you know, they're local-ish and. I mean, I, you know, in Connecticut, that's all we have. Like we have. Oh, you're from Connecticut. I didn't know. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We have, uh, we have two casinos. Um, <laughs> Right next to each other. It's bizarre. It, it makes no sense. But I'll be going um, tonight. Yeah, and <laughs> and we might get a third one for I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Connecticut. Wow. We love casinos here. It's like Duncan um, in Massachusetts. Yes. Um, we have the hamburger was invented in New Haven allegedly. Wow. I don't know how true it is, but if you guys ever go to get it, a little little tip for you: don't ask for ketchup because they'll just like kick you out of the place. Um, <laughs> It's also served between two pieces of toast. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Um, Weird. Interesting. That's Yeah, that's all we have. So, like, we have that stuff and New Haven pizza and UConn basketball. That's it. So, like, you know, we live and die by, by our Huskies here. Um, okay. And lately we've been dying a lot. <laughs> but we're, we're coming back to life, man. We're, we're going to be back. We're going to be back. Um, it got to the point where, like, my so my cousin used to live, like, not far from Kevin Ollie. I mean, like, not in the same neighborhood as him. Like, Kevin Ali had a huge house. Um, you know, form, former coach of the Huskies is going to do that. But one day my cousin was driving to work, and he was like, Kevin Ali blew through a stop sign. And, like, I, I almost, like, ended his life with my truck. Like, I was an inch away from hitting him. And, like, <laughs> first, <laughs> this was back when he, like, was tanking the program. And, I, and, like, the thought ran through my mind. I was like, I don't want to see this guy killed, but, like, you, like, what if he misses a game or two? And, like, as the coach, like, so, like, that's how serious we take our fandom here. Um, yeah. But, so, yeah, at the end of the day, man, this, this is why I'm dying on the Shabazz Napier and Kemba Walker, like, you know, uniting again. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm on that hill. I mean, so that Kemba yeah, Walker shot was, good like... Because Kemba yeah. was a mentor to Shabazz, if I'm not mistaken, because, yeah. you know, Shabazz was his understudy, if you will. And then he he kind of did the same thing Kemba did. Like he was he was the guy on that team that won the twenty fourteen championship. Yep. Mm-hmm. U- UConn is probably my favorite college basketball team as well because my dad my dad's from Connecticut, so like oh um, nice that that we always kind of root for them. But like you know I'm like UConn, uh, PC or URI, which is the school I go to. Like those are yep. those are my teams, I guess. Narragansett, unbelievable place. Yeah, love Gansett. Uh Where's your dad from in Connecticut? Mystic. Mystic. I was just in there yeah. the other day. I had like I had some apple cider, like hard cider. It was unbelievable. I I bought like I bought like a half gallon and then went back and bought like a gallon. It was I have so I have so much cider. Uh way too much. But but yeah, man, go go huskies. Um I feel like I there was something else I wanted to mention, but I can't for the life of me figure it out. But um yeah, I mean this was a fun time, guys. I had a I had a blast this chopping it up with you guys and talking about the Celtics, man. I love to do that. So I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, thank yeah, you. we'll definitely have you on again because this was a blast. Super for fun. Sure. Super fun. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on. Uh, before you go, would you like to tell everybody where to follow you on Twitter and all, everything you got going on? Sure, yeah. So uh, I started this website um, called The Playgrounder. Uh, you should check it out. It's got some good stuff. got some good articles, good videos, good podcasts, all that, all that, uh, all that stuff. And you can find me on Twitter 
at Matt Esposito underscore. Um, I try not to be too annoying, but uh, no, no, no promises there. Um, so yeah, follow me, and then I am. I will, you know, already forgive you for when you unfollow me. But yeah, that's where you can find me. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, super, super fun having you on. Thanks again to Matt for coming on the show. You can follow me at Bannertown Jack. You can follow at Bannertown USA. That's where we'll be tweeting this podcast out uh, and all of our articles. So yeah, thanks, Matt and Sam. I'll let you outro us here. Yeah, uh, follow at Bannertown USA for sure. Follow Matt. He was an awesome guest, super knowledgeable, super funny. Um, You can follow me at Bannertown Sam. Uh, That's our show for today. Bye.